Hi there, I'm your host, Eddie, and you're listening to The Motion, a podcast about examining entertainment law and copyright from an audience's perspective. In this podcast, we'll be covering copyright infringement, music history, intellectual property cases, as well as current legal news and issues in the entertainment industry. I find it's interesting to break down and get into the details of cases and question our current copyright system because it seems like it's not really working for musicians and artists anyway. I started this podcast because I've always been so intrigued by entertainment law. In the music and entertainment industry, the outcomes of trials and settlements can affect the laws and standards that are already in place. And that could change the future of music and film for audiences and artists alike. On this show, we'll be covering historical copyright cases, following current cases and their outcomes to show you how the copyright system is broken. We'll also get into definitions of legal terms, delving into details of record deals, and examining streaming services like Spotify. I want this podcast to be a place to learn about these cases and subjects from an audience and creator's point of view. I want to take a deep dive into entertainment law. As much as I can, I'm not an attorney, but I'll do my best and uncover the details of these cases and laws in this industry and how they affect us. Let's go behind the scenes a bit and see if we can make sense of it all. Let me tell you a story about copyright. One night over drinks, two friends and longtime collaborators come up with a solution to end copyright lawsuits. Could this be the end of infringement as we know it? Let's get into it. On this podcast, one of the main subjects we concentrate on is copyright infringement in music. It seems like so many lawsuits are born out of this, whether infringement was intended or not. I find these cases fascinating and like to tell you the story of lawsuits, trials, and outcomes because of the way they can shape the future of music and entertainment. Yet, if most of these copyright lawsuits were settled out of court or not started at all, ultimately, it would be a lot better for artists and everyone involved. Sadly, that's not always the case. Recently, a Vice article popped up on my feed with the headline, Musicians algorithmically generate every possible melody and release them into public domain. I was really interested in this and read the article immediately. On this episode, I want to go over this piece of current news because it could definitely change everything going forward with copyright infringement. Just as we were talking about public domain in our previous episodes, Artists can choose to release their music into public domain and make it available for everyone to use for free. Musicians and programmers Damian Real and Noah Rubin recently thought of a solution that could possibly prevent artists from being sued for copyright infringement. Damian Real is a copyright attorney in addition to being a musician and programmer. Noah Rubin is Damian's collaborator, a musician and programmer as well. Damien recently gave a TED Talk in Minneapolis about his and Noah's new project, music copyright, and how easily subconscious plagiarism can occur. He spoke about how melodies in music are finite, much like a data set. In the TED Talk, he explains that musicians don't think about these finite data sets or sources while writing songs. They feel inspired and just create as they do from a blank page. But to really protect yourself as a musician, You must avoid every melody that's ever been written in order to not plagiarize someone else's work, which is both extremely hard and limiting creatively. He says our current copyright system is broken and must be updated. Over some drinks one night, Damien and Noah came up with a possible solution to end copyright lawsuits. They hypothesized about how you could write every melody and copyright it, 
just as one would use brute force to crack a password. They experimented with various parameters and requirements, originally wanting to use the whole keyboard, and also every possible rhythmic variation. They settled on one octave of the keyboard. Music has only eight notes in the major scale, so there are various combinations of these notes when it comes to melodies, and they are not infinite. Eight notes in middle C, 12 beats, is most commonly used for melodies in pop music. When first starting out, Damien and Noah decided to concentrate mostly on pop music, specifically the middle C scale and the major and minor keys, because infringement lawsuits are most commonly brought against pop artists. They decided to program an algorithm that could write every possible pop melody in MIDI to a hard drive that is literally big enough to fit into your hand. MIDI stands for Musical Instrument Digital Interface, which is a communication standard that allows digital music gear like computers, musical instruments, and other hardware to speak the same language. Digital music has been gaining popularity since the 80s, so MIDI was developed to help standardize the hardware and make it all compatible with each other. MIDI never transmits an actual audio signal, it's information only. That means if a MIDI keyboard doesn't have an onboard sound source like a synth or sampler, it won't make any sound. When you connect any MIDI controller to your digital audio workstation to play an instrument, you're simply feeding it real-time MIDI information. After about six days, Damien and Noah successfully generated about 68.7 billion melodies, which means every pop melody that exists already or could possibly exist is on that hard drive. There are all the melodies present in songs that already exist, and then there are songs that haven't been made yet. To write all melodies to a fixed tangible medium, a 2.6 terabyte hard drive, made sure that all the melodies were instantly copyrighted. They then chose to release all these melodies into public domain. Damien and Noah copyrighted all these melodies and released them to public domain via Creative Commons. Creative Commons refers to one form of a copyright license. It's one of several public copyright licenses that enable the free distribution of an otherwise copyrighted work. A Creative Commons license is used when an author wants to give other people the right to share, use, and build upon a work that they, the author, have created. These old, new, and unused copyrighted melodies that the two wrote could infringe on every melody that exists right now. Or in the future, artists that write the unused melodies might infringe upon Damien and Noah's project. But that's not their goal at all. These two musicians meant for artists to have the freedom to create the music they want, without the fear of being sued in the future. Melodies are math and have existed in music from the beginning of time. Damien proposes that if artists were not able to pursue lawsuits over melodies alone, that maybe these types of cases could just be dismissed. It takes so long for most lawsuits to go to trial, if they do, and it can take up to years for a trial to get to the point where they answer questions about the case that help determine if copyright was actually infringed upon. The lawsuit timeline typically goes like this. A complaint is made, then a motion to dismiss could be made. If it goes further, discovery is the part where evidence is presented, and then a summary judgment could be made about the case, or it could go to trial. If it progresses to a trial, you must then prove that the song was accessed or listened to to be infringed upon, and that the music is similar and how, and so on. Then a verdict is reached by the jury. Either parties could appeal if they're not happy with the verdict. 
If Damien and Noah's project works, it will help eliminate time, money, and legal fees and court resources from being wasted unnecessarily. Most cases appeal if they're unhappy with an outcome anyway, prolonging the process even more. Damien and Noah haven't concentrated on rhythms as much as melodies in this project yet. They are, however, expanding into more genres, such as jazz at the moment. I love how a copyright attorney and programmer who are also musicians are taking the initiative with this project. These two have the knowledge and experience in this space to come up with a solution so clever that it could work to stop many lawsuits. What they're doing is innovative because they're creating something that would allow songwriters to make music without worry. Their main goal is to prevent future copyright cases from ever making it to court in the first place. That would mean less legal fees, lengthy trials, and time wasted for everyone. For more information and to check out their awesome work, go to allthemusic.info. Download the data set there and you can expand on their program for free. You can also find the link below in our episode notes. The Motion is written, produced, and recorded by me, Eddie. Music by Machinima Sound. Follow us on Twitter at TheMotionPod and on Instagram at ListenToTheMotion. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can support us by subscribing to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts and also leave us a five-star review. If you have topics or questions you think we should cover or just want to say hi, shoot us an email at themotionpod at gmail.com. I've been listening to Garden Song by Phoebe Bridgers lately and also Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple. Tweet me what you're currently listening to or a favorite track of yours at The Motion Pod. See you next Friday with a brand new episode of The Motion. Beethoven's is a podcast where I, your host Cello, sits down with music producers to discuss how they create the music you love and what they personally sacrificed to make it happen. We're talking deep dive, heavily researched discussions that have guests every episode saying, You've went above and beyond pretty much most interviews I've ever done. So join the cultural movement at bedroombeethovens.com or wherever you get podcasts. <laughs>